Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, yeah. Prestige worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> Daniel, welcome back, my friend. Thanks. I know. I, Where I, you been? Yeah, okay. Well, here's the it's deal. Cliche. All right, let's we got no time to dink around. We're jumping right in to today's podcast. I am super excited. We are going to look at doing some more of these. We've asked uh, around, would people be interested in this? The, the overwhelming response is a yes, as long as the guests don't suck. So that is our goal. Uh, find great guests on occasion, interview them, and they cannot suck. So without further ado, I want to introduce a very good friend uh, going back a long, long ways. Back to, uh, what's that, high school days, Matt? Yeah, pretty much, man. Long, long time. High school, I think, uh, when you came to our high school. Yeah, when I when I uh, when I when I switched schools and left, friends and and uh, and and allies became enemies. And anyway, I feel like there's a story here. There's a big story there, but we'll leave that for another day. All right, Matt <laughs> Carlett on the uh, on the line with us. We're going to be talking to him today, and I, I guess you know, Matt, to to just give you the stage. I know you currently as a major player in the, for lack of a better term, I'm just going to say the e-commerce world. I know there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, ways to explain that. Tell the folks what exactly you do today for a living. Uh, right now. And for the past three years, I've done, um, pretty much 100% print on demand e-commerce, which means, um, I basically sell, I, I, I have files that I, I put on different websites and they put them on merchandise that they sell on their websites. So, um, uh, websites like my biggest website I sell on is Amazon. So basically I upload a file and they put it on t-shirts for me. And once the t-shirt sells, I get a, I collect a royalty. Now, do you, uh, because a lot of our listeners may have no idea the intricacies of this um, printing on demand. I mean, it sounds like so you've got boxes and boxes of T-shirts in your house. And when you get an order, you run to the screen printer and and uh, fire up the machine and, and print the design. Is that what happens? No, that couldn't be further from the truth, actually. I, um, I have no inventory. I have um, you can do it with no overhead costs, but we can get into that. Um I actually just run everything off my laptop from my uh, my office or my kitchen table or even my couch. Um, basically, what I do is is uh, I send the file to these different companies or websites that uh, actual actually will print the print the designs for me onto T-shirts, tote bags, uh, coffee cups, anything that that I choose to sell over the internet. I don't. I don't print anything. I don't have any inventory. I run everything directly from my laptop. So when my wife buys a T-shirt off Amazon that says, "You know, buy me a burrito and call me beautiful," that's yeah. from a person like yourself. 
Exactly. In in most cases, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there are some companies that are on there that that do have all their own production, but um, the merch by Amazon um, platform that I work with is uh, is strictly me uploading a design to their website, and then once it sells, they print it on demand. So let me let me take listeners through this. So I I kind of I mean I have a decent understanding, and some of the questions I already know the answer to, but I want our folks at home to to really understand this. You you conceptualize an idea, a saying, a graphic, or what have you, or maybe you even and we can get into this. You you may even take ideas from from people who are working for you and creating these concepts. You then have this in a digital format. So, you know, a, a, for lack of a better term, I know it's probably not this, but like a JPEG file, I think everybody understands what that is, um, a, a photo file of some sorts, but you have to follow some standards. You then upload this to a website. Let's just use Amazon, for example. Uh, and then what happens is if somebody is scrolling through, you know, coffee cups, T-shirts, whatever, and they find an interesting saying, uh, you know, whatever, the, the multitude of T-shirts that we see now uh, around where people are, you know, various sayings, various phrases, et cetera, uh, they click the buy button. Amazon then takes that. They are responsible for printing that on whatever the item, the merchandise may be. It is shipped directly from Amazon to that customer and you receive a, a royalty. Is that did I explain that relatively well? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they handle everything. So if there's any customer service issues, you know, they take care of all that. Um, you can use the Amazon Prime platform. So I mean, they can get it. I, everything that Amazon offers, as far as customer service wise, shipping wise, they handle all that stuff. We literally just upload the file. That's amazing. So. Yeah. I mean, now somebody's listening to this. They say, "Well, that's that's that sounds like an interesting hobby." Uh, you know, <laughs> what, what's your full time job, right? So, so this sounds like you know you're making some T-shirts, but uh, I mean, you've turned this into a business. This is a this is a this is a big business for you. Can you give us any idea of the scope of of uh, you know monthly revenue? Uh, we don't need to talk about margins or anything like that. But what kind of business is this? Yeah, I mean, um, depending on the time of year, you know, because just like anything else, T-shirts have a um, have a, a, a slowdown time, and that's usually right now. It's kind of a slow period until like Mother's Day or until like uh, Father's Day, sort of around there, and then summer gets a little slower. But usually, um, revenue is is like around, or actually, my royalties, not not even revenue. My, because I just collect the royalties, so it's straight up the money going into my bank account. It's usually anywhere from, you know, five five to ten grand to, you know, twenty thirty grand come around Christmas time. You know, uh, Q four time, November and December. So you have a you, you, there's a scale. If you were to you know minimum five grand, that's sixty thousand dollars a year. Uh, yeah. you're not going to hit the, you know, you're not going to hit the 30 grand every month, but is, you know, is 150, $180,000 a year an average? Is that, I mean, is that a good Yeah, average? I mean, I, it's probably closer to, for someone like me now, I've been doing it since the beginning, uh, uh, three years ago or a little over three years ago. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say probably closer to 
120 to 180. I mean, I, there are people making 200,000, but, um, you know, my, my, in my case, it's closer to about 120 to 150,000 a year. And I mean, I want to get in a little, this, that's amazing. First of all. So I think what people have to understand, and one of the things we talk about on this podcast is that we're in a day and age where if people are trying to improve their financial situation, they're trying to get out of debt, you know, it used to be where you had to expend more hours, you had to ex- expend more energy in order to make money, right? You exchanged your time or your, your sweat, if you will, for currency. Uh, we're in it. Right. We're in a digital age where you are are growing your income exponentially through your own basic intellectual property. You're not moving. You know, you, somebody says, "Well, how do you make more?" Well, you work more hours. Not 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 entirely true, right? You come up with better ideas. Somebody says, "Well, you know, how do you make more?" Well, you you move more boxes. You know, you sweat hard. No, that's not entirely true at all. Again, you you have found a way to capitalize on this movement that's transpiring in, in our society. And this isn't something that you got into in the late nineties, catching the, you know, the tech bubble and, and the, you know, the Amazon at the early stages, you said three years ago, you started, you started doing us or doing this. So take us through your story a little bit. I mean, how, how did you, what did you do before this? When, when did you get into this? How did you get into this? And I mean, t- take us, walk us through that a little bit. So for, 13 years I was in IT in the corporate world. And, um, you know, once, once I hit, you know, married, I have three kids. Once we had our third kid, it was like, um, you know, we could pay two grand a month for childcare and pay somebody, you know, twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 a year after taxes to watch my kids. Or I could take a year, start an online business, which, I had already been doing sort of like, um, not sort of, it was actually a, a pretty big, pretty big production, but I sold, um, I sold things on eBay and, and Amazon. I actually sold CDs and DVDs on the side. It was like a side hustle. Yep. And, um, I knew I could do it full time, but I couldn't do the, if I was going to have my kids home, if I was going to bring my kids home from daycare and they were going to be home with me all day, I couldn't do the inventory. I couldn't do the I couldn't be doing the the shipping and receiving like I was like I was doing with the CDs and DVDs even though I was producing enough income to leave my job and and come home. So um I found Amazon FBA. What is that? If any it's um fulfillment by Amazon. So okay. basically you find products that are selling on Amazon at a certain margin, you know, what you know, you make your money when you buy. And you ship them directly to Amazon, and then, just like with the T-shirts, they send it. Once it sells, they send it out. You you collect a portion of the uh, profits. Is that um, is is this what you were doing with the arbitrage? Exactly. Okay. Yes. So so walk again. You you've used some terms there, but walk us through. Explain it to your you know like you're explaining it to one of your kids. What what does daddy do at at this stage? I know it's dramatically different now, but what what did daddy yeah. do at that at that uh, at that time? So basically, about six years ago, what I was doing was um, again my laptop at home, and sometimes I would go out to the stores. Is I would find products that were selling um, 
in stores online or in the store that um, could sell on Amazon for a profit. So there was, you know, between the two markets or if they were on sale, something like that, I could make a profit, a percentage of profit between buying it one place and selling it on Amazon. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, and and so in my mind, and you have to—I know there's er, there's errors here, but in my mind, I'm I'm going to Kroger, that's our local grocery store, and I'm in the clearance aisle, uh, and I see uh, 15 bottles of sunscreen for a dollar. I buy them for a dollar, and I can put them on Amazon. It, but and and there is that. It sounds like that's an option. That's one of the things you can do. Um, but yep. it but it sounds like there's you, you did it from a digital s- space as well. So you, you sometimes didn't have to actually buy the physically buy the product and, and then send it into Amazon. Is that right? Well, no, it, actually it, at that point it wasn't as digital. It was all physical. So anything that I bought online, I had to actually ship to myself and then I would have to pack up and ship to Amazon, which is what I would do at night after my kids went to bed and stuff. Wow. Um, but yeah, exactly how you explained it. Um, and that's how I started my business. That's how I built up the capital for it was, um, I actually, at the time I started with $300 and, uh, I Wait, went to Goodwill. Let, let, let me, and... let me get this straight. Hang on a second. I'm going to interrupt you. You started with $300 okay. and, and now you yep. are, you've created an income stream and obviously you work at it every day. You work very, very hard of anywhere from yep. 120, $150,000 a year. Yeah, but they're two different businesses at this point. You well, know, I understand. The FBA sure, and, sure. and Merch by Amazon are pretty much two different businesses. You know, they're they're it, but they they led you know FBA led me into Merch basically. Right. You know. So you're you're packing up boxes at night. Uh, yep. You are you are you know your kids are in bed. You're you're finding the sunscreens for a dollar. Uh, didn't you buy a container of backpacks one time? What was, didn't you do something like that? Um, I did not buy a container of backpacks, but I I have bought I had imported a lot of stuff from China, which uh, weren't full containers. But man, it was a lot of merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can talk about that. We can talk, we can talk about that another time. But um, so you're packing these boxes up. You're you're starting to you know make a little bit of money, I guess. Um, and and then and then what? Where do you go from there? So basically, I for what three or four years I did that full time as I had my kids home with me, um, just doing FBA, doing arbitrage, finding products, sending them out. And to be honest, I got burnt out on. You know, I I, I it was it was a lot of work, and I still had. You know, my kids home, they were slowly going to school, going to full-time, you know, elementary school. But I at least would have one or two home. And uh, uh, I got I got burnout on it, and I started looking around, and my friend Chris Green turned me on to uh, Merch by Amazon. And he he uh, was, was talking a lot about it, how it was going to be a, a great platform for everyone. So I took a look at it, and... I decided, man, this might be the answer to me being burned out on FBA and just not wanting to be in a store anymore or do it online anymore. So um, uh, my the first thing I did was it was right around um, a leap, leap day or leap year. 
So it was right around leap day a few years ago. And um, my son was sleeping. We were actually at Great Wolf Lodge on vacation. My son was taking a nap, and I sat down, and I just pounded out four leap day shirts. And I put them up there, and the next day I had eight sales. <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay, this is... Like, this works. Yeah, I need to concentrate on this. So I took six months. I buckled down. I learned everything that I could about research. And... Um, after a few months, I was scaling enough to hire a designer, and that's where I am today. <laughs> so have you fully pivoted then out of the uh, FBA into this Amazon merch then? Yeah, definitely. Um, the only time I sell, I sell some FBA things around Christmas time, but I usually just go in on like big orders of something like, say, candy with some other sellers, mm. and they fulfill it and everything, so I just I don't even have to touch it. But that's the only time I will usually do FBA, completely print-on-demand now um, with Amazon, Etsy, Redbubble, and TeePublic. Is the FBA part still a viable option for somebody who wants to get started, or is that kind of a saturated market and kind of the merch is where it is now? No, man. I mean, FBA, I mean, there's a lot of people in FBA from the time that I started. I mean, there's a lot of people in merch, too. But FBA is totally a viable option. I mean, there's people making millions off of private label products and things like that. Somebody could totally get into it now and and make plenty of money. I want to. We're going to get into that in our second uh, second part because I I think the story, which is amazing, um, and and I want to ask a little bit more about that. And then in part two, uh, which folks will have to wait uh, for the second part to come out uh, in a few days on the podcast, uh, we're going to talk about what what you would advise folks, you know, who are thinking about those things, and we'll kind of put them in a couple different categories because. Uh, we, again, one of the, one of the desires for me to have you on is not just to, um, you know, be excited about the, the capitalist, uh, world we live in still, despite all the headlines that are going on telling us otherwise, uh, but is to, you know, to, to give some practical guidance for somebody who, who is maybe looking at, um, introducing something like this. But I want to go back to something that you said, because you, you, you used a couple words and I don't think you used them. Uh, mistakenly, you said you took six months, you learned everything you could about research. So that doesn't make sense to me. Were you doing research in over those six months or were you learning about research? And if that is a noun, what, what does that mean? Okay. So um, basically research is where you make your money. Um, so what I did was I, I took six months. I was also designing during this time. But I was doing mostly research. My time was spent on research to find out what's actually selling on Amazon. What are the people buying as far as T-shirt designs, as far as uh, niches go? What, are, what, is, what is the public looking for? So then I can create designs for those niches. You know what I'm saying? I do. So How did you find so that I, out? I, well, basically, I used my FBA tools at the time to do that. So... With FBA, it's basically the same thing. It, it's the same concept. You make your money when you buy because you do research, right? Mm. So research is always the the main component of this business. So getting of back FBA of get, uh, merch by Amazon. Getting back, I'm going to uh, interrupt. Research it, is but the key. I want to. I want to. Sorry to keep stepping on your toes, Matt, but I just want to break it down. So getting back to our sunscreen example, for example. I wouldn't have bought that sunscreen if I went onto Amazon and saw that 
you know, I buy it for a dollar, it's selling on there for a dollar or a dollar twenty-five. That's just not enough. My research then proves that that's not a good a good product. I wouldn't buy it. So what you're saying is exactly. you would do FBA. You wouldn't just stumble upon something and say, you know, oh, I think this will sell. Uh, you you actually did your homework and said, no, this is selling, and I'm going to go ahead and buy this, and and then I can turn around and sell it. I, am I mistaken? Isn't there now apps where literally somebody could barcode, uh, could scan a barcode in a store and see where it's what it's selling for? Could is that a research tool in this in this capacity? Absolutely, man. My going back to my friend Chris Green, he actually created the first app for that, huh. um, and uh, it's been around. God, almost it's probably been almost ten years now. But that's exactly what I used. I used my phone, and I had a little tiny um, Bluetooth scanner mm. that I would hook to the app. I mean, this thing's tiny. It's like the size of like, um, say, like a snack size um, Snickers bar. Yep. So literally, I could just go up to any barcode, and I could just hit the button, scan the barcode, and within seconds, it would come up and tell me all the information from Amazon, if there was a profit to be made, what the um, the bestseller rank is, which is an Amazon term. They rank all their products mm. of, um, you know, in, in, you know, number form on how they're selling. So you're looking for, you know, whatever, whatever, if you want to look for products that are selling at a hundred thousand in a certain category or twenty thousand, um, you can see those right away. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll we'll be back in part two, and and you'll want to come back and listen to that episode because we're going to get into some things. If this is something that interests you at all, you are working towards you know creating margin in your budget. You are looking at paying some things off, and there's not. There's not extra time to get a part-time job. There, there isn't any of this where, you know, yeah, you can go and, and leave the house for four or five hours and work, uh, you know, doing whatever. But this is something that you might consider, hey, you hear about these things online. We're talking to somebody today who has done this. This is not, and he's not selling anything. We're not, we're not going at the end of this, oh, buy his his book. Well, I don't know. Do you have a book, Matt? <laughs> no. Okay. No. So, yeah. So, you know, th- this isn't, we're not pitching anything. This is, this is real life and it is viable. There's a lot of, I'm sure a lot of scams out there, but in part two, we're going to talk about uh, practical guidance of, of how to learn, I guess, where to learn uh, what's still out there, where, where somebody can do this. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back with part two. Remember, The secret to wealth is very, very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.